Welcome back. Chapter 2. Lucky Miss Linda. When school teacher Miss Linda LaCrosse woke up on Tuesday morning, she was in the hospital. She had survived both lightning strikes and everyone kept saying, you're very lucky. On Wednesday, when Miss Linda LaCrosse woke up in her own home, she decided it would be a very lucky day for a change. And she was right. First, she put the right amount of milk into her coffee and the right amount of butter on her toast. Then she turned on her TV and saw the winning numbers for the lottery. Miss Linda LaCrosse had won! When Miss Linda received her winnings, she did exactly as she said she would and split the winnings with her students. Are you serious? asked Priya. I'm very serious, said Miss Linda LaCrosse. But why don't you just take the money and run, said Liam. That's what I would do. Well, then, it's a good uh, thing that I won and you did not, said their teacher. She wore nice new clothes and had fancy laser eye surgery, so no more contacts. She, her hair also looked very nice. Now that she had a limo and a chauffeur, the birds never had a chance to pass to her. Are you really going to give an equal shares of the money? asked William, who didn't trust anybody. Of course, said Miss Linda. A promise is a promise. What kind of teacher would I be if I didn't keep my word? In this lottery, Miss Linda was the only winner, which meant she now had $28 billion in her bank account. $28 billion divided by one teacher and 27 students equals $1 billion each. Hold on, shouted Ethan. He held up the contract. You only made a promise to the students who were in class that day. Santiago Santos was homesick. Yeah, the students shouted. Wait, what? Said Santiago with a sniffle. He was still sick. But Santiago is a part of our class, said Miss Linda. Even if he was homesick that day, Miss Linda wanted to be fair. Nope, no way, uh-uh, the other students disagreed. Think of the Constitution of the United States and the Declaration of Independence, said Ethan Earhart. He was a gifted speaker and a natural-born leader. George Washington and Benjamin Franklin signed the Constitution. Santiago did not. This is true, Miss Linda agreed. Thomas Jefferson and John Hancock signed the Declaration of Independence. Ethan continued. Santiago did not. That is also true, Miss Linda agreed again. And only the students who were in class that day signed this contract. Santiago was not and did not. That is also true, Miss Linda was forced to agree. Then I present a question before the courts, Ethan said, as if talking to an invisible judge. Would it be fair for Santiago Santos to take money for a contract he did not sign? We have a right to that money, but he does not. All the students, except Santiago, were who was wiping a rather runny nose, clapped and cheered. Ultimately, Miss Linda had to agree. I'm sorry, Santiago Santos, but you were sick that day, and we did sign a contract. I'm afraid you will not get an equal share of my lottery winnings. 
For the next hour, Miss Linda wrote a check to every student in her class, with one obvious sniffling exception. Later that day, 25 students walked out of, the ch- out of class with a check for over a billion dollars. One billion and four cents each, to be exact. You probably think I made a mistake, but I haven't. Trust me, my name is Honestly. The next day, no one showed up to class except for Santiago Santos. He was still sick, but he vowed to never miss a day of school again. Chapter 3. Mason Mason was not the smartest kid in the classroom 13. He was not the most handsome. That honor was a mark, of course. And he was not the funniest. But man, could he play sports. He was a natural-born athlete, but loved soccer the most. He was a county's record holder for the most goals in a single soccer game. So naturally, the first and only thing that a school star soccer player bought with his one billion and four cents was a cow. Like I said, he was not the smartest kid in classroom 13. Mason had been walking home from school with his check when he met a farmer. Why the long face, my son? The farmer asked. Today I got a check for over a billion dollars, and I'm not sure what I'm going to spend it on. Well, that's easy, said the farmer with sly eyes. Buy a cow. A cow? Mason asked. Of course, cows are an investment. I have dozens of cows. Each one is worth millions. But this one right there, Daisy is special. She's worth well over a billion dollars. Heck, maybe even more. She's a friend for life. She can provide love and warmth all her days. Not to mention all the milk you can drink. Add a little chocolate syrup and boom, you got chocolate milk. Daisy here is priceless. Mason did like chocolate milk. So he gave the farmer's check and took Daisy home. Mason changed Daisy's name to Touchdown. That way, any time he called for her, she reminded him of scoring a goal in soccer. Which was incorrect since the touchdown was a goal in football. Like I said, Mason, not the smartest. But the sly farmer was right about one thing. They were instant friends. Mason and Touchdown played soccer together. Although, Touchdown didn't kick the ball just as much moo. They watched Netflix together. Although, Touchdown didn't watch so much as just moo. And they walked to school each morning. During which time, Touchdown stopped to eat grass. And when occasionally, you guessed it, just moo. Touchdown provided Mason with fresh milk every morning, and Mason cleaned up the big piles of poop that Touchdown left in his front yard. The pair were inseparable. They were a perfect team. I love you, Touchdown, Mason said. Moo. Touchdown mood. The soccer champ and the cow spent all day together, except at school. Even though they walked together, Miss Linda wouldn't let Touchdown in the classroom.
Classroom 13 already has a class pet, Miss Linda said. Touchdown might make Earl the hamster jealous. It's best that Touchdown waits outside. Mason honored Miss Linda's wishes. He left Touchdown to roam freely, nap under the playground slide, and grace on the soccer field all day. Before long, this turned into quite the problem. Within a month, there was no more grass on the field. Touchdown had eaten it all. Instead of a soccer field, there was just a giant mud pit. To make matters worse, the other soccer players kept complaining that their cleats were covered in cow pies. Mason didn't understand the uproar. Pie was a good thing, right? Wasn't it? The school's athletic department demanded someone pay for the damages. Not having any money left, Mason didn't know what to do. Luckily, Touchdown did. Touchdown took a day job as the school crossing guard. Nothing stopped traffic quite like a cow in the middle of the road. Well, that's it for Chapter 3. We will continue this next time. Thank you for listening. Have a great day.